This is Catherine Otto. I'm at the Cardiac Society of Australia New Zealand meeting in Melbourne, Australia. And I'm here talking to Elizabeth Matoski about the issue of is anger a trigger for cardiovascular disease? So it's great to have you here, Elizabeth. Pleasure to be here. So, you know, we all think of the issue of anger and heart disease as maybe being like folklore. I mean, is this really a true association? And can you give an example of what this might be? Sure. There's actually have been a lot of discussion and examples of anger as a trigger of cardiovascular disease in movies and in pop culture and in the literature. One of the most famous anecdotes is that of Sir John Hunter, who lived in the early 1700s, and he was a surgeon at St. John's. And he was known for being an irritable man. He was very productive, but very regimented in his timing, and would often comment that he was easily enraged. In his 40s, he was diagnosed with angina, and he often commented that his violent chest spasms were preceded by moments of anger or anxiety. And he actually presciently commented that my life is at the mercy of any rogue who chooses to provoke me. And in fact, when he was in his 60s, he was attending a board meeting and defending an incoming student who wanted to become a surgeon. And when he got into a heated argument with a board member, he left the room to calm down and actually fell to his death immediately. So again, the question becomes, did the anger cause his outcome? Or did, in fact, it just mean that he's a regularly angry person and by coincidence, his death happened to be immediately preceded by one of these episodes of anger? So that's a great anecdote. And I always think it's always a challenge. How do you figure out if the anger caused his death or was just uh, an unrelated coincidence? I mean, I think that's, you know, we know a lot of angry people. They don't all have heart attacks immediately. Others do. How, how did you sort that out? Certainly. So this has been a question that people have been interested in for several decades already. And although people had noticed that many people reported anger or even physical activity immediately before their heart attacks, we need some type of comparison group or some type of control data to see whether it's more likely than, than expected based on your average usual frequency of that anger episode. So a specific study design was created for the purposes of studying these types of questions. So this case crossover design was created by Malcolm McClure and Murray Middleman. And the design is used to ask the question, was a cardiovascular event triggered by something unusual that happened immediately before the heart attack? So rather than comparing cases to non-cases or exposed people to unexposed people, what we do here is we compare the MI case's exposure immediately before their heart attack to that same individual's exposure at other times in the past. And that's how we get some type of understanding of what their usual frequency of exposure is at other times. So here we have the same person giving both what you could call the case period data and the control period data. And this frees us from confounding by characteristics that vary between individuals but remain the same within an individual. So we don't have to worry that we're seeing an association because the person happens to have a certain genotype or a history of cardiovascular disease because it's the same person at two times and the only difference should be those anger episodes. So what did you find with that? Uh, that's a very interesting study design type. So how did, what did that show? Well, in the early 90s, it was used for the first 1,600 people recruited for a multi-center case crossover study. And what they found was that there was a 2.3-fold higher risk of having an MI in the first two hours after episodes of anger. And this was extremely interesting. And since then, it's been replicated several times. We recently completed a systematic review and meta-analyses of all the studies of anger as a trigger of cardiovascular events. And despite differences in region and differences in protocol and actually differences in types of cardiovascular outcomes under study, we're consistently finding results showing that there's a transiently higher risk of cardiovascular events following episodes of anger. 
So why would that be? I mean, why would anger trigger cardiovascular events? It's a great question. It's believed that anger can cause increases in heart rate and blood pressure, and it can also lead to hemostatic changes in terms of plasma viscosity. So your blood becomes easier and more likely to clot, and that in turn can lead to destabilization of a, an existing plaque or a thrombotic occlusion in a cardiovascular event. So that's very interesting. And then, you know, the, this is unrelated, and we didn't really discuss this before, but in women in particular, the Takasubo's cardiomyopathy seems to occur not with anger, but, you know, with being startled or surprised. Is that a similar mechanism, or is this a totally different type of thing? That's a great question. So in our study, we didn't have any information to confirm whether it was Takotsubo versus myocardial infarction. But our colleagues who are actually here at the meeting and will be presenting their results today, they looked at anger and they were able to confirm with angiography that these were not cases of Takotsubo. And presumably there are some similar mechanisms, but it's to be determined. So what are some of the other triggers for cardiovascular disease that we might want to be aware of in our patients? Wonderful question. So we've studied several different types of triggers. For physical triggers, the most commonly studied one is physical activity, but there have also been studies of sexual activity, respiratory tract infections, and urinary tract infections. For chemical triggers, people have studied illicit drugs, including marijuana and cocaine. And what I personally find more interesting is alcohol and coffee as triggers of cardiovascular events. And the reason why I think it may be more interesting is because it's very commonly used and very frequently used. So we've looked at coffee and alcohol both as the risk factor for MI and also as a trigger for ischemic stroke. Um, in terms of environmental triggers, air pollution is one of the most commonly studied environmental triggers. Um, and also changes in temperature have been looked at. In terms of psychological triggers, at the population level, there have been population studies showing that there's a higher risk of cardiovascular deaths after natural disasters, including earthquakes, and also wars. There was Scud missile attack, and there was uh, the World Trade Center was used for different studies to look at that as a trigger. And at the individual level, there have been several studies looking at anger as a trigger of MI, one study showing anxiety as a trigger of MI, and a few years ago, we published a study showing that bereavement or death of a significant person in one's life is associated with a large spike in risk for the following day and actually remains elevated for the first month after the death of a loved one. Now, that's all very fascinating. I think it's something we all have to think about in our practice. I think a lot of these areas you know, need a lot of study, you know, things like coffee intake. There's some studies saying it's good and some saying it's bad, but you know, obviously there are a lot of these other triggers. And, and some of these are avoidable in our patients and some aren't, but I think being aware of them could certainly uh, potentially change our practice. So thank you very much for talking with me today. Thank you.